you know, the, the last time I really sat in silence was like silent silence like that um, was when I started writing the No Regrets book and I, I didn't turn, I cut my cable off and television off, unplugged everything. So, you know, so it's, it's good to get this, this, um, this, this silent time now. Um, let me, let me put everyone on, on mute as six o'clock is upon us and we'll be ready to, to get started. But thank you all for, for coming in early and for being here. Um, thank you very much. Yes, there we go. So yeah, I was just, you know, just taking this time to encourage you all um, in your fast and I tried to send an email out to everyone that at least signed up um, on Sunday. If you didn't get an email yesterday, then um, my encouragement to you is to email me or Monica so that we can put you on the email list. Um, mine is issac at hopechurchmemphis.com and Monica's is monica.christian at hopechurchmemphis.com. Email us, uh, let us know that you didn't get an email yesterday and we will make sure that you get an email. Um, Again, I want to say thank you to each of you for, for being here, uh, for um, really, really remaining disciplined as disciplined as possible to allow God to uh, stretch you in this season. Uh, this may be your first time fasting, and this may be something brand new for you. I congratulate and appreciate you, not that you're looking for an applause or a pat on the back, but um, if you want something different, sometimes you've got to do something different. And um, if you've fallen and you've had to give yourself grace multiple times or several times, perfectly fine. Uh, what's more important is not that you fall down six times, is, is that you get up seven times. Um, and the Bible teaches us that. And so have grace with yourself. And I just want to say thank you because you get people like Evelyn Coleman, Diane Davis. How y'all doing? Virginia, Scott, um, Jennifer Hogan, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, uh, many of you, um, Baricia, Rook, Miss Wendy, Kim Mitchell, DJ, look, I know you're, I know you're there, T-Bird, I appreciate you, you get Kay, um, you have a lot of different people, Audrey, Janice, uh, Terry, uh, Hamilton, hey man, that was, that was a surprise, I'm glad, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm glad to have you, Terry, um, so glad to have you, uh, Bernadette, and there are a lot of other callers who uh, their names do not show up, but I'm fully aware of those people who are present uh, as my um, as my system will allow me to know who the people are who are chiming in. So thank you for being here. Uh, there are many other names I could have. Um, Malia, of course, we're just speaking with you that I could have just um, called your name, but I'm I'm unaware because your your name doesn't show up. But for all of you who I have called and those who I haven't called, uh, thank you for being on the line. Um, it's not about the numbers uh, of people who are calling in um, or doing the fast. Um, it's if it just if it's just three or four of us, then three or four of us we're going to go and we're going to get it in. Um, but. I am encouraged that you know we're still averaging you know over 30 people who are calling in, and some days you might not be able to call in. I don't know, but try to make the commitment to be here. Um, meet me at at First King chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17. 
Meet me at 1 Kings chapter 17. Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, the New Living Translation, uh, 1 Kings, 1 Kings. I'm trying to wait on. There we go. All right, now it's time to proceed. 1 Kings chapter 17. Um, Yes, I'm going to go from I'm going to read and give you a word from a New Testament passage. If not tomorrow, certainly Sunday. Uh, for those who don't know, yes, uh, it's a sacrifice for me, and because it's a sacrifice for me, make it a sacrifice for you. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday, yes, we're going to be here at six o'clock, and yes, I'm going to sh give you an encouraging word that God gives me to share with you. So if I can make that sacrifice, my encouragement to you is. Uh, to try to make that sacrifice because I have to turn around. We got to be up there at the church and we got to uh, prepare for you all to come and we got to share a word. So um, thank you uh, very much. Now, it reads, beginning at verse 2, I'm, I'm beginning at verse 2. Verse 2, um, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Elijah. Then he said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide. Hide, hide, hide by the Kareth brook near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. I need you to change your diet. For I have commanded them to bring you food. I want you to go, now he tells him, I want you to go to the brook, this brook, uh, and it's during uh, a dry season, so it's only so much water you're going to get from the brook. And I want you to be fed by the ravens who are the most stingiest or the stingiest birds um, in, in, in the feathered family. It didn't make sense, but he tells him to do this. Uh, Why it's in the dry season, a drought is coming. In verse 5, so Elijah, he did just as the Lord told him, and he camped beside the Kareth brook. He's hiding, he's hiding um, in the desert, east of the Jordan, verse 6. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and even, and he drank uh, from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up. After a while, the brook dried up. And sometimes God will send you into uh, a place that will provide for you only for a season. And you've got to be able to recognize when your brook dries up and it's time to shift. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. But after, the, but after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. And then again, verse 8, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Elijah again, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Now, I'll put this in, in parenthesis. Um, the widow didn't get the memo. It says that God instructed the woman to feed him, but when Elijah gets there, the woman is like, hey, look, I, don't have, I only have a little food for me and my son. We're about to die. But, you know, he encourages her. So what I want to focus on, um, and I hope that you're able to take this with you today, put it in your lunchbox, take it out sometime later to read about it and, and, and think on it and share it with someone else. Maybe that will help you as well during the fast. Share it with someone else. Is verse 2. And verse 8, and both of them says that then the Lord spoke to Elijah, and the Lord spoke to Elijah. He spoke to Elijah, 
And first he told him to go and hide in the desert. I want to, I want to, I want to just share with you this thing or this thought. Leading from silence. Leading from silence. And what we have to realize is silence comes before revival. Silence comes before sending. Silence is essential in the ministry or the birthing of the ministry of Elijah. As a matter of fact, silence is what allows Elijah's ministry to thrive. God sends him into the desert and instructs him to hide there. He instructs him to hide in the wilderness, hide in the desert for a season. And now he has to change his, his, his diet. He's on a, a raven diet, um, and he's living at uh, 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 the Shade Tree Hotel. He, he's in the desert. He's in an unfamiliar place. And God doesn't necessarily give him the reasons why he's sending him to the wilderness, but I believe that Elijah eventually learns that there is value in silence. You think about Jesus, that he has to go to the wilderness, and, and many times throughout his ministry, he had to get away because he needed silence and solitude. The same thing happens for John the Baptist. 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God was silent. It was silence in all of the land. Then eventually John the Baptist emerges because he spent his ministry, his entire ministry was spent in the wilderness silence. There is value, there is strength, there is direction in silence and solitude. And that's what I believe God is speaking to us today. I, I have jokes with, with a lot of people who are fasting, and, and, and the hard thing, especially those who are taking television, who are taking social media, and, or, or, or as I was talking, I'll call you, your name, Lamana, because I love you, but, you know, her thing was that she is, she plays the game on her telephone so much, and so she, she's restricted herself from playing, you know, the, the, the game, on, and, and now you have that silence. And, and for us, we don't know what to do with it. But there is a difference between um, solitude, what I believe God was teaching Elijah, because in chapter 17, he has Elijah to spend so much time. Elijah spends years in the desert, years in, in, in solitude, and he, he has him in solitude in chapter 17 only to send him to do something in chapter 18. And I believe that God needs us to periodically over, over the course of, of days and weeks and months to learn how to be in silence, to learn how to feed on solitude. But there is a difference. If you want to know, I'll tell you. There is a difference between um, of solitude and isolation. Both require you to be alone, but, but they achieve two different things. They look alike, but they accomplish two different things. Isolation Solitude. One is constructive and the other is destructive. Isolation is, isolation is the practice of, of, of being absent from people to feed on yourself. But solitude is the practice of being absent from people to feed on God. Right? Isolation is usually inspired and motivated by your emotions. Something happened to you so you reacted and you pulled back and you isolate yourself. But solitude is usually, no matter, it's always inspired by the Spirit. 
right? The Holy Spirit. But get this, get this. Isolation, the result of isolation is this. Depletion, because your resources are limited. It's the, 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 the result is depletion, worry, depression. That's isolation. But when you learn how to feed on solitude or to, 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 to be alone so that you can feed on God, the result is always renewal, strength, and courage. And because Elijah was willing and able to be in solitude and in silence, the Bible said that God spoke to him, and the Bible obviously teaches us that he heard, he listened to what God told him. And we're asking God to speak to us, right? We're asking God to show us, and I'm talking even to myself, but the problem is God could be speaking you just can't hear. You just are not listening because perhaps there's too much going on around you. But get this. Studies show that the average group of people can only bear 15 seconds of silence. 15 seconds of silence. If you leave here with one thing, leave here today with this. And when God shared this with me, it was convicting. It convicted me. And this is what God wanted me to share with you. You have an idol in your life. You have an idol in your life, I-D-O-L. And that idol's name is noise. <laughs> yeah, noise, it's good, it's good. You ain't got to tell me, I know it. You have an idol in your life, Isaac, or you have an idol in your life as I speak to you. Now, now there, 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 there's the enemy trying to tell you, no, you're good. You, you know how to do silence. No, I need you not to entertain the enemy. I need you to receive this and allow it to speak to your spirit. There is an idol in your life, God says, and that idol's name is noise. Why? Listen, you need it. You crave it. You build your day around it. When you go to sleep, you dream about noise. That's why when you wake up, you're still tired because you have too much noise going on in your mind while you are trying to sleep. You, you feel empty when you don't have noise. You don't know what to do when, no, when, when it's quiet because noise has become your idol. As a matter of fact, you're addicted to it. And you've allowed it to take the place of your God. And God is saying that I need you to learn how to dethrone noise and learn how to rethrone, which is not a word, but I just made it a word, um, um, of silence and solitude. Because God can't be God to you. God cannot speak to you is if you remain in the routine of noise and stuff. And my encouragement to you is that if you're going to lead, as God has called each of us to be a leader, you need to learn how to first lead from silence, lead from solitude. And I leave you with this. Silence is the language that God speaks. Silence is God's love language. 
And the sooner you realize, the sooner you embrace, the sooner you understand that God's love language is silence, the better you will learn that I need to learn how to uh, periodically incorporate silence and solitude, not isolation, solitude. Because you can be alone, you can be quiet, and your mind can be running, and you can be ruminating, pondering negatively because you're alone. I'm talking about solitude, a purpose, a goal of being alone. The enemy wants you to believe that, no, I get up in the morning, I spend an hour or 30 minutes in, in prayer, and so I'm good. I don't need, no, that is not the truth. The truth is we need more. God needs more. God is wanting to send you someplace. God is wanting to do something in your life. But he can't do it if all you have is noise around you. Learn how to lead from silence. It's scary. Silence can be scary because it's countercultural. Culture teaches us that we need noise. We need people. We need things to keep our attention. We need to keep looking at our email, Isaac. We need to keep texting. We need to do something, but just be silent and trust that God has a word for you. Let us pray. Teach us just that, God. Teach us how to be silent. Give us the strength and the capacity to captivate our thoughts, to capture them. And any thought in our minds and our spirits that is not of you, Lord, help us to rid, rid ourselves of them. Lord, I pray today that you speak to us, that you reveal to us ways in our lives that we can be more silent and that we can feed on you and not ourselves. My resources are limited. I don't have all the answers. And when I isolate myself, it's because I'm depending on my own self and not you. Forgive me. I repent of that selfishness, of that pride. Make me better. Teach me how to be in solitude and to feed not on myself but on you. Bless these people who are on this line and those who were not able to chime in today, I'm praying, God, for a renewed commitment in their lives. Lord, I am praying that for those who are discouraged, for those who are lo losing the excitement from day one, I'm praying that you renew their joy and you renew their motives. God, breathe on them, touch them in a way today, God, that they have never really experienced your touch. Close some doors in their lives that are open, that are distracting them from receiving what you're trying to give them during this fast. Show them ways they can stretch their, their spirit and, 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 and subject their flesh and control their flesh. Show us, God. Help us to become better believers and help us to positively impact those people around us. I'm very, very grateful. Keep us today. Bring us here tomorrow. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You all, um, you have a wonderful day. You be at peace. 
Uh, we'll see you tomorrow or hear from you. We'll join here tomorrow at the same time. Have a good day.